0: Welcome to the Project
1: 40 podcast. I'm so, so happy to be sitting with my dear friend that I just met in India last last February, right? During the last eclipse season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yasmin Boland, and she's a moonologer. She's an astrologer, bestselling author, probably know her wonderful podcast, not podcast, wonderful radio show on Hay House. And you do so many wonderful things. You have, like, I saw you have also free daily horoscopes on your site. You offer a lot.
0: I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Maybe too much. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you work hard, I can see. Saturn. I work
0: very hard, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I admire that about you. And um, you offer so many things. You It's very generous. And um, And I thought, what better person to speak to right on the eve of the second of the three-part eclipse series that we're about to undergo this friday yeah the big one that everyone is really anticipating this the blood moon full moon lunar eclipse so i'd love to get your take on how you're feeling about this
0: okay so in fact we are speaking like moments after i finished uh my hay house radio show this week and um On the show this week, I had Donna Woodwell, who you probably know. Donna spoke at UAC, actually, which I wasn't able to go to, and I had her on to talk about lunar mansions. But because it's the eclipse, we talked about this eclipse as well. So everything I'm going to say to you, I'm going to have to say, you know, part of the credit for this delineation has to go to Donna because she really came up with some beautiful thoughts about about the eclipse, partly based on the lunar mansion uh, that the eclipse is in. So you know, just to sort of set the scene for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, so it's basically this weekend. It's the twenty seventh uh, of July if you're in um, the USA or you're in England. If you happen to be listening from Australia, it's going to be the twenty eighth of July. In fact, I've got the times right here. So why don't I why don't I let people know the times? Uh, let's see. So for Sydney, Australia listeners, um, it's actually going to be on Saturday, the twenty eighth, at six twenty a.m. So you know, people who would like to work with the eclipse, it's quite nice to know the time because you know, if you're in if you're in Australia on the on the east coast, you can get up and maybe go to the beach and meditate your way through the eclipse. Um, Now, for those people in New York, it's going to be Friday at 4.20 p.m., which I didn't know what to say about the facts at 4.20 because I thought that was a bit funny, actually, but I'm not really sure what the joke is exactly. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about or am I being too obscure?
1: Well, yeah, tell us what what the – Well, isn't
0: it when everybody's supposed to light up their medical marijuana (laughs) at 4.20?
1: Oh, 4.20. I don't know why – I don't, yeah, I don't, I miss that boat, I know. Um, Yeah. That tribe. I I mean, no, exactly, I'm not either, but I
0: thought, you know, if you were part of that tribe, I'm sure it would be an interesting uh, moment for you, July 27, 4.20 p.m. in New York is the eclipse. 4.20, yes, yes. And if, yes, and if you yeah, and and if you're not in the 420 tribe, it's still you know great timing for a meditation. Um, and in London, it's actually Friday night, July 27 at 9:20 20 p.m. So again, really well placed uh, if you want to get out in the garden and have a meditation. And you know, just I find meditating your way through an eclipse, uh, especially a full moon eclipse, is kind of my favorite favorite thing to do because um, you know eclipses you know, they have quite a fearsome reputation and people who don't know much about eclipses or much about astrology, you know, they might not know where these ideas came from. And, again, just to give a bit of context to people who are listening um, who don't know, you know, back in the day... uh, We didn't necessarily know when an eclipse was coming because, you know, we didn't have all the science and software and so on that we had. So if there was a a solar eclipse and the moon blocked out the sun, um, you know, people would be out in the fields tilling the fields and doing whatever they did 500 years ago and suddenly the skies would grow dark and the dogs would start howling and the birds would stop singing and, you know, and they'd all think some, you know, the sky was about to fall in because it's not like now when we know when the eclipses are and, you know, people chase eclipses, they go around the world to follow eclipses. (laughs) Um, But back then they they just didn't know what the heck was going on and so actually what happened was uh, it came to be a situation where afterwards anything bad which happened was often blamed on the fateful day when the skies went dark Mm -hmm. and you know that's part of the reason why eclipses got their bad reputation whereas these days we know actually eclipses can be amazing I mean they can be intense but they're really like Mm -hmm. you can think of them like a portal Mm -hmm. uh, as though They're associated with the lunar nodes, the north and south lunar nodes, which are very, very karmic points in the horoscope. And they really, I think, open up portals for us to go through to a a different way of being, to a different life. Um, And eclipses can be really hard. There is no doubt about that um and you know but they're not fearsome like their reputation but they can be hard especially a lunar eclipse which is what we've got this weekend Mm -hmm. because every full moon is a time to release and let go okay and you know that's not always very easy to do i mean i certainly am not the best at at releasing and letting go i'm quite a clinger honor um but a full moon eclipse in particular, I feel like it has a really strong element of you must release what no longer serves you so you can get back on your right and proper path, the one that you planned to take when you incarnated on the planet and Sometimes if we are clinging on to something like especially a toxic relationship, um, a toxic job situation, if we're clinging on for grim death to something we know that we really need to release from our life,
1: that's when
0: eclipses, especially full moon eclipses, can be hard because there's almost a feeling of the, the hand of the heavens kind of just coming in and peeling our fingers off whatever it is we're gripping onto. And, of course, it's much, much harder to let go uh, when it's not on our own terms. So, you know, before we get into the actual, you know, nitty-gritty of this particular eclipse this weekend, I would say to anyone who's listening who's thinking, I know I need to, you know, leave my lover, leave my job, you know, break with this friendship or stop you know this habit whatever they're doing whatever you're doing mm-hmm. it, it, do it now because it's easier than doing than having the eclipse do it for you okay and and the eclipse will help you if you have the intention i always remember when i had an eclipse on my sun i mean especially if you happen to be um, aquarius aquarius rising mm-hmm. uh you know and and also i think taurus and scorpios are going through it as well and with those people advising because it was the move of uranus recently and you the know, super so cool. ones, yeah yeah exactly and plus this this full moon's actually squaring uranus so you know if you happen to be of any of those especially think what can i let go of what do i need to release and you might you know you might realize what it is and you don't want to do it yet and it'll happen yeah. um but it's Everything's always better to end it on your terms. So if there's something you know that needs to be ended now and if you, can, if you manage to hear this before the weekend and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do it, do it on your terms. It'll be easier. So that's kind of the overall picture, I think, for the eclipse.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you. That's great. That's a great image. And I feel like, I'm glad you brought up the square to Uranus because I feel like that's the breakthrough, the fact, the double, I mean, the the Aquarius influence anyway. Yes, exactly. Then squaring the modern ruler of Aquarius Uranus on top of And a full moon and a blood moon. And they say, the lo- is it true the longest eclipse we've had?
0: It's funny because I've seen those memes on Facebook. And I sort of thought, oh, it's just all those people every time. They say, oh, it's the closest ever or it's the furthest away or it's the longest <laughs> or the shortest or the reddest or the bluest or whatever. And I actually hadn't verified it. But when I was speaking to Donna half an hour ago, <laughs> she actually verified that it was absolutely the longest eclipse. Um, and I, I can't remember if she said for this century or this 100 years or the last 100 years or ever, but it's definitely a really long eclipse. I mean, that's something for both of us to research yes. <laughs> and find out. Uh, yes. I can't, I, I've sprayed, I took a slightly uh, the slightly um, sceptical yeah. view on it. Um, I've just looked it up. Here you go. It's the longest lunar eclipse for this century. So yes. we've only had 18 years of this century, but presumably that means for the next 88 years or 82 years or whatever okay. is left. Yes, well, it's the amazing. longest, uh, longest lunar eclipse um, for the 21st century, and it is a blood moon. Uh, as um, and why yeah. do we call it the blood moon? Well, actually, I think all lunar eclipses are blood moons because blood. of the the colour. Yes. Um, so, but again, it's something people kind of throw in. It's it's a blood moon because it's, it's yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, a, okay, so it's going to last three hours and 28 minutes.
1: That does feel long.
0: Mm, it does feel rather long, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you go.
1: That's why when you first said 420, my mind, even though I know that date, that of course, living in California, but I was thinking, like, yeah. the angel, like, Hay House, I was like, is that an angel number? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I'm sure it is an angel number as well. I mean, you know, yes. probably could, have, could apply that, but yeah. But the blood, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's got that ominous look. Oh, and, and I wanted to circle back to the Lunar Mansion discussion.
0: Oh, okay, yes, okay. So basically now, All right, so this eclipse is taking place. So, again, for people who don't know, I don't know how astrological your audience is, but the eclipse, uh, a full moon always takes place when the moon and the sun are on exact opposite sides of the sky. So in this case, we've got the sun in the sign of Leo at four degrees and the exact opposite, therefore, would be the moon in the sign of Aquarius at four degrees, actually conjunct uh, Mars and the south node. Um, And also with a wide out of sign conjunction to Lilith, which is kind of interesting. So what Donna does is Donna uh, works with the lunar mansions, and what she has done is she has gone through all the ancient lunar mansions and given them an update. Because as she said, um, they haven't been they haven't been used since the Middle Ages, and they've never really had an update, so they're still full of all that sort of scary imagery and so on. And uh, and she said, you know, with astrology that you and I use, it's been updated and it's updated every day every time one of us writes another astrology column we're updating it a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and it just it goes into you know it goes into the way we see astrology um but because of the lunar mansions going out of use in the middle ages um it, it sort of stayed back in that slightly scary arabic thing with you know scary images and scary messages and scary so on so what donna's done is she's actually updated them all and she's given all the 28 lunar mansions an image a beautiful image um and the image for this house now let me just quickly call it up because i don't want to say the wrong thing here is
1: this similar to the
0: nakshatras
1: which system is this
0: yes it's very similar to the nakshatras uh but it's not the same thing yeah, yeah. Uh, the structures are um, Vedic. Right. Obviously. And uh, these are more Arabic in origin. Arabic. Okay. Yeah. So for this um, particular uh, lunar mansion, it is the symbol, the image is the mother. Okay. So right there we've got um, a lot of feminine energy coming in. Mm-hmm. Plus, Lilith is at 28 Capricorn, and the yes. Moon's at 4 Aquarius. So again, we've got um, a, it's a wide-ish out of sign conjunction. It's only it's only six degrees apart. Uh, it's actually nearly 29 degrees there. So it's you know it's it's not that wide. And so there's the feminine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars retrograding, mm-hmm. which ups the ante on the feminine, if you ask me. Yeah, that's and and then we've got Venus, obviously the feminine, um, trining Pluto. So what, um, what Donna was saying, and, you know, I like this idea, is, is to use it as a time to tap into the feminine energy on the planet, which we're all tapping into anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely got these signatures of the divine feminine, And because it is the longest eclipse of the century, um, and what Donna was saying was, you know, for every minute of the eclipse, you can it can last a month. Uh, So, so in other words, the degree of four Aquarius is going to stay kind of um, on fire for much longer than the average eclipse point would stay on fire for. So, really, what I got from speaking to her and from thinking about it uh, a little bit myself beforehand was, you know, it is a really good time. To sort of check in, if you're a female, like 97% of my readers are, um, it's a really good time to check in and see how you are with your mother, with your sister, with your best friend, with yourself, with your femininity. Um, It can be a really good time to honour a goddess that really, really works for you. Um, I use the goddesses in association with the astrological signs and the goddess that I uh, work with for the sign of Aquarius is, in fact, Isis. Mm. And maybe Isis is going to get her name back, you know. Mm, um, yeah. Mm. You know. Um, and, and also the other thing as well, uh, I, I always say is, you know, it's a really good time when there's a full moon is to surrender and to forgive. Mm. And uh, so, you know, you can always... Um, just use it as a time to say, to talk, to to swirl in the energy of the Divine Mother, to forgive yourself, forgive other people and, and generally just try and, you know, have a kind of a very feminine nurturing energy around you because the moon is always going to be very feminine anyway. So all in all, we said this is a time to really connect to your inner goddess in a nutshell. I might be rephrasing it a bit. No, um, no. But that's sort of more or less what we came to.
1: That feels right on. I mean, in the Mars, yeah. episode, it's going to be heading back to Lilith.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. I'm a bit of a precursor for that, I feel like it's kind of, like you said, opening a portal for that energy to come through.
0: Yes. And also, um, the other thing as well is that, you know, Mars is obviously the masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that it's retrograde is kind of apt in this whole. Yes. Kitten caboodle, if you like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's a good point.
0: Not to pick on any men or anything, but...
1: No, but it's, it's a little bit like, yeah, how have you experienced that Mars retrograde with the men around you?
0: Yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. There yeah.
1: you go. No, I'm asking you too. how have you, How have you noticed it affecting the men around you? This
0: Mars. Oh, how have I noticed? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, actually, I haven't been paying much attention. But my <laughs> husband and I had a really interesting conversation yesterday, which was a very sort of Mars-Venus conversation to have. And you know, note that I was born with Venus retrograde, and he was born with Mars retrograde. Is that right?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I'm basically the breadwinner and he's like the primary caregiver in the family. So it's very textbook astrology. Mm-hmm. And we had a very interesting conversation yesterday and I wasn't having it in the light of the fact that we've got the full moon eclipse coming near Lilith and, you know, in the lunar mansion of the mother and all that. It was It was just purely spontaneous. But a big conversation about sort of demarcation of roles like, you know, who's going to do this, who's going to do that because we found that I was doing some things that he's better at and he was doing some things that I'm better at and we sort of were like, okay, well, that's ridiculous. Why don't we, you know, just because you're the man and I'm the woman doesn't mean I need to do this and you need to do that. Let's just say you're better at this or, you know, he's better at cooking, say. So mm-hmm. you're far better at cooking and you love it, whereas mm-hmm. I'm I'm really live you know, working and writing and all that. And we just talk through our male-female roles. So, you know, in the context of um, what we're talking about now, it it does make sense. So maybe it's a good time to do stuff like that, see where you are with your, you know, if you have a significant other, Mm -hmm. check in and see everyone's happy with the roles and, you know, if not, what you're going to do about it and stuff like that.
1: Yes, yeah, I think it's a great – and it's interesting with this, um, I've noticed with the uh, – I'm also born with Venus retrograde – so I'm ah. on that, um, but it, it's been interesting since we're going to have the Venus retrograde after the Mars retrograde. That's also an interesting kind of yeah,
0: trajectory. yeah. And, and plus, also, I think Venus is actually going to retrograde from Scorpio back into Libra. So you know, yes. Venus retrograde in Venus is one of Venus's home signs. Somewhere. You know, I, for me, it's all tied up with. I mean, like when I was writing the, um, I just think the Me Too, Time's Up thing isn't over, you know. Oh. And I, I look at my son who's 11 and he totally gets it. He gets it more than I do. Like he, he and his friends, I mean, I'll just tell you a really little anecdote. But the other day we were, uh, we were in a coffee shop and I ordered some fries. They were actually doing a little bit of filming. So the fries weren't for eating. And uh, eventually we finished the filming that we were doing. And I said, okay. So I took the fries back to the table, having sort of kept them away because I didn't want them to eat them, and said, okay, guys, here are the fries. Victoire, she was the only girl out of the four of them. Victoire is a girl, ladies first. And all four of them looked at me and shouted, Sexist! <laughs> and I was like...
1: Wow. Oh, my God,
0: I'm so old school. Like, they're yes. all 11 and 12. And for them, yes. it's like they're not, they don't need, Victoire doesn't need to be ladies first anymore. I mean, it's like they're owning their equality, whereas yes. I think our generation, I'm assuming we kind of, you know, not that dissimilar in age anyway. We're sort of a similar similar era, um, although for all I know you're 20 years younger than me. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, people that I know in my life yeah I feel many of us have in a way not tried to have it both ways (laughs) but kind of had it both ways like please open the door for me Mm. um, but I still want to earn as much as you Mm -hmm. you know and that's just changing so much I see that with these kids you know like it's really really changing
1: I think that might be part of what I, I mean. If we think about the energy, like the Aquarius being so connected to the collective unconscious, you know, yeah, beautiful, like the breakthrough energies. You know, there's a. I feel there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs.
0: Yes, yes. That
1: last eclipse was like the breakdown, the emotional breakdown energy, and
0: part two is like the breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last, uh, the last eclipse. Let me just see. Was in Cancer? Did you feel that one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did actually, but it was a new moon and I always think they're more kind of exciting than anything else. <laughs> you like them. Um Yeah, I do, I do. But I'm just thinking as well, so after this full moon, then we get the new moon eclipse in Leo and Leo, you know, ruled by the sun, very, very masculine. So yeah. it's kind of interesting the way it's all playing. I, I do think times are changing. I mean, I honestly, I, I don't want to harp on about it, but honestly, I see these children, they, they just think differently. They literally think differently. They're not... They've broken through, but we've broken through the stereotypes for them and yep. they're embracing it. You know, they're now talking about gender fluidity and mm-hmm. transsexuals and all this. I mean, they're so far ahead of where we were in terms of, you know, male and female. So I do think that's all part of this overall astrology picture and, we all keep calling it Me Too and Time's Out because that's the time's up because that's the thing that everybody understands. But that's just an example. And, you know, even as we speak, Harvey Weinstein, who sort of seems to have spearheaded the whole climax of this whole thing, is, you know, going to jail and or being tried and people are still coming forward and giving their stories and stuff. So it's, it hasn't finished just because it's not in the front pages at the moment. Oh, my God.
1: And we've got – and, I'm you know, I'm in San Francisco and I don't know if you heard about this murder that happened with – this uh, John Cowell, this murder suspect that they haven't caught yet. No. Murdered, murdered this woman at the BART station. It was a complete oh. hate crime, white supremacist hate crime. Horrible. Oh, Yeah, that just happened. So that's also, I mean, that's, I mean, I think the Mars energy is even retrograde. It's, you know, with this full moon eclipse, we have to watch out for that too, because it's going to bring it. I notice eclipses definitely bring out the shadow material for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sun.
0: It so was, I just to uh, bring you up to date, I've Googled him and he's been arrested.
1: Oh, he has. Oh, good. Okay.
0: Three hours ago.
1: I'm so glad. Okay.
0: Mm, I don't know much about it, but it doesn't sound I just, good. I
1: literally just woke up and like connected to you, so I <laughs> 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 that's what I went to bed with last night. So thank you for the update.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that's good. Okay.
0: Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, things are changing. They are changing, and. I mean, eclipses to me are times of change where we can seize the day, you know. So it's really up to us to seize it and work with it rather than just letting it happen.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. I think that I like that advice for working with it instead of against it. And I I like the image of surrendering to the full moon and like, you know, and, and working with it with intention. I mean, it's interesting how you went through the whole like, history of how people before they understood what was happening they there was a lot of fear and so a lot of these eclipses I think there's still that residue of like you know sort of dread and this ominous feeling I mean even in India they still they bathe before the eclipse they shut all their windows they lock their doors they stay in and then they bathe again after they don't eat anything they throw out all the food in the refrigerator during the day of the eclipse so it still carries that there's still a lot of people that believe there's this Yes. Well, there's a lot
0: of superstition as well, you know, especially in somewhere like India.
1: Yeah. But I think you, you think there's some truth to that too? Because you do notice that during eclipses definitely like, like what we just sadly shared about the news. I think there can be some pretty intense events that get triggered, not, not to harp on the negative, but also don't want to neglect
0: it. Yeah. <coughs> don't want to ignore the shadow. No. Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, everything's got light and dark. But to me... For me, what an eclipse really represents, I mean, I think of it as a time to uh, get real. Yeah, that's good. And if there's a shadow aspect, which I believe there is to everything, if it is light and shade, you know, yin and yang, for me it's things like, say what I said before with the full moon eclipse, it's like if you are clinging on to something or someone out of fear, you know, yes. if you're doing something for all the wrong reasons, you know, and that's shadow stuff, mm-hmm. that's when the eclipse will come along and go bang and that's over because, it, you know, if you can't own up to your shadow self or your shadow behaviour, mm-hmm. the eclipse will come and illuminate it for you. That's how I see the shadow in all this.
1: That's beautiful,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's something worth thinking about. I mean, that's the thing as well. And it's, again, you know, I, I mean, I do the full moon forgiveness every single full moon. And, again, that requires you to do some really easy, painless shadow work because you're thinking about where you went wrong, what you've done that needs forgiveness, what someone else did for you that really hurt you. You're thinking about the dark stuff. that so often we just want to, like, sweep it under the carpet and pretend it didn't happen and that's obviously the worst thing to do because then it turns toxic yes
1: um
0: and you know a little bit of shadow work every single full moon um Mm -hmm. and to release that with forgiveness to to face the darkness and and you know make peace with it and release it and the ethers and bless it on its way for whatever lessons it taught you that's really easy painless shadow work and you know, that's every full moon and this is a full moon eclipse. So to me, it's like, you know, plus, 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 do it more than ever yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yes, I agree. Um And I, I know we're running out of time, but last question, I, I'm so curious how you became a moonologist. I don't know
0: <laughs> the, the breakdown of that. Okay. So um what happened was that I – I was always interested in astrology when I was a kid, and I, but just really in reading horoscopes and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I grew up in Australia, so I was never sure if the horoscopes applied to me. I mean, I know, now know that they did, but I was always a bit like, I'm reading an English magazine, do the, do the horoscopes apply to me or American magazine. Um, but I didn't pursue it particularly, and then I became a journalist and became a TV producer. Mm-hmm. And at one point I met a woman who was a, also a journalist and a, an astrologer. And she was doing a big clear out of all her books uh, on astrology that she had in her garden shed, which she used as her office. And she said, I'm just going to give them all to you. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, I didn't even particularly think that I wanted them. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And so I took them. That was great. And they were all the like, Best, best, best astrology books oh, ever. Jackpot. Like literally, jackpot. And so I, I started reading them, and I was like, I don't really know how to use this. And she rang me and said, "How's going?" I was like, I don't really know. I mean, we must have had some past life contract. Anyway, I saw like, I don't know how to use it though. She kind of gave me this five minute lesson in how to use an ephemeris and you know how to cast a chart on Solar um, <laughs> Fire. At, or actually, I think on astro.com at that point. Oh. And Yeah, so I learned like that. And then about, I don't know how far into my, my studies of all reading all these books and doing endless charts and, you know, casting charts of the future and the past and all that, I said to her, what about the moon? Because I hadn't really read anything much about the moon. None of her books were about the moon, I, although I had the Donna Cunningham book.
1: Okay.
0: And, um, and she said, oh, that's really complicated. Don't worry about that. That's too complicated. And that was just, I don't know why, it was like a red rag to a bull. Yes. And and I was like, right, I have to find out about the moon. <laughs> and so I started to go more and more into it. And I did start with that Donna Cunningham book. I think it's called Moon Signs. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know, I just fell in love with the moon. And then pretty soon I worked out, you know, my moon is conjunct my MC. Okay. So, you know, it, and my rising sign is... Uh, at the degree of the moon's exaltation so oh, wow. it all makes sense yeah. but it all seemed to happen really naturally and so I started writing daily moon meditations because I love meditating and yeah. and then you know I was doing I was being interviewed for things on the radio because I'd written a novel mm-hmm. and um it was just really hard because my name, Yasmin Boland, like no one knows how to spell it. And eventually I thought, I'm just going to call my website Moonology because then everyone, when I say it, they'll understand. Yeah, and then cool. my website became more and more Moonology and, you know, and then I just became the world's first Moonologer. I love
1: that. That's brilliant.
0: And, <laughs> and that's literally how it unfolded. It was completely oh, sort of random.
1: I love that. I love that. And, and your son is cancer also.
0: Uh, yes, it
1: is. Although I call it
0: Moonchild moon
1: child yes okay so i feel like yeah you are like literally a moon child
0: yes yes and my face is as round as the moon no oh, matter how much weight know. i lose
1: <laughs> i loved you right away with the cancer it, the moon. Oh, <laughs> oh thank, you
0: thank you darling
1: the hotel you too. Not, yeah no
0: i feel like i've known you forever shireen i just do like I don't, one of those times where i don't know if i've been seeing your photo on the internet for many years or something but i felt like i not knew you i,
1: I know no, i think funny it, yeah past life yes
0: yeah, <laughs> okay. must be Cause I love the
1: moon so much too. That's, that was my big draw. So, um, and, um, what was the last thing I was going to ask? Oh, so for, so you, you have the two websites
0: though, still, or should we just follow you on moonology.com? Yeah. So I, I, I put yasminboland.com, yes. uh, into the pastures for a couple of years Okay. because I wanted to just focus on moonology. Um, <laughs> But then I sort of like, after about three or four years of doing that, and I think it was actually partly to go into the conference in India that we went to, which was so amazing. We went to this astrology conference in India in February. And it was so brilliant. And it kind of like got me back a bit more into astrology as well. And I do my horoscopes on there anyway. And it didn't really make sense having horoscopes on moonology because they're solar and so on. So I've revived yasmagolan.com and but if you can't understand how to spell my name just go to moonology it's like astrology but moonology uh, and then and you can get to com from there
1: i don't think it's too hard it's just maybe sometimes people confuse with the, the like i had i was like is it yasmin yasmin with the i with the e or not? exactly
0: yes <laughs> yes or a w in my surname it's it's there are endless. I mean, your name's a bit complicated as well. While we're talking oh, yeah. about complicated names, especially the Indian <laughs> in, in the middle.
1: website name too. Just I don't, I can't believe I expect people to remember my name.
0: Simply Shireen. Yeah, I
1: know. That's, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, wait, so and you have that wonderful. I forgot that your show is today on Tuesdays.
0: Yes, every I Tuesday, eight a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Uh, Eastern. 4 p.m. London and about 1 a.m. in Sydney. But you can always listen to it on replay.
1: A, yeah, because I listen to you on replay, but I forgot the, the
0: airing is actually on Tuesdays. So I love that. Oh, well, have a listen to this week's
1: yeah. because
0: I've praised Donna, but it was really interesting what she said, Donna Woodwell. Really interesting. It was so good. To, I mean, it's always great to get someone else's take on something. I know. Though. It was so fun
1: to have you because we're. I'm, I'm like right in the midst of thinking about all these eclipses and I was like, I totally
0: thought of you. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's good yes. fun for us all to connect. Yes. Well, maybe, maybe the other thing is the full moon in Aquarius can be, you know, the feminine uh, across the globe, you know, the feminine humanity connecting.
1: Yes, I would love that. And you do feel that beautiful
0: collective coming together with Aquarius. Totally, totally. And I feel it with women. Like I so feel, yes. I mean, I almost feel like, it might be getting to be a slightly harder time to be a man because the women are just banding together. Yes. Yep. So okay. we have to watch that. We don't want to, you know, there's, there is the divine masculine as well. So we need to keep honoring that as well.
1: Absolutely. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and this, the, yeah. And the friendships of Aquarius, which are, you know, the friendship, which goes beyond, like we said, a lot of this going beyond gender, even like just the, or the, Just the beauty of friendship, I feel Aquarius really celebrates. So,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Grateful for your friendship and our connection, and thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a very busy schedule, so I really appreciate you taking a little time out to talk to me today. My absolute pleasure, Shireen. Anytime. (laughs) Okay, so thank you, and um, we will have to have you back maybe for the new moon, Leo. Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: Speak to you later.
1: Okay, thanks, (laughs) Yasmin.